Brad and Glenda Pius. Thank you so much for sewing into Morning Drive Bible. Without your commitment and support, this initiative couldn't come to fruition. Good morning from Jerusalem. My name is David Krupman. My name is Scott Kahn. And welcome to Morning Drive Bible. And David, we're going to jump right in today. No banter, go directly to the issue at hand because this is a pressing issue. At the end of our last podcast, we mentioned that, according to many sages in the Talmud, the merit of the forefathers has been used up. And yet, we also know that according to our liturgy, the merit of the forefathers seems to still be in existence. We still call on God to look at our ancestors in order to answer our prayers in the affirmative. So how do we balance these two seemingly contradictory traditions? And I want to make it very clear, the argument of our forefathers' merit was used by Moses to save the Jewish people. And we want to use that same argument, and yet if it's used up, it's not a very good argument. It's almost as if somebody has a bank account with lots of money in there, and his children and grandchildren are allowed to use that money in that bank account. But at a certain point, if they take it all out, there's nothing left. And it says in the Talmud that that bank account of merit of the forefathers has been emptied, even though there are different opinions about when that merit was extinguished and used up. All four opinions mentioned suggest that it happened before the exile to Babylon. The concept of the merit of our forefathers was applied to Esther, that in the merit of Sarah... Esther ruled over 127 provinces and cities. That's a statement by Rabbi Akiva. I know that we're going to the four mothers, even though we had four mothers, but the F-O-R-E is indicating the F-O-U-R. You like that, Scott? Nice. It was good. It was good, right? The period of Esther is between first and second temple period. So obviously it was not over yet, that the merits are still there. And this is even indicated further in the Bible itself. In Leviticus chapter 26, there's a long list of the terrible calamities that will befall the people of Israel. And this is traditionally understood to specifically refer to the first exile, the 70-year exile into Babylon at the end of the first temple era. And when those calamities have concluded... The Bible says that God says, I will remember my covenant with Jacob and my covenant with Isaac and my covenant with Abraham. I will remember and I will remember the land. And that is the beginning of the return to the land of Israel. That verse says quite clearly that even though we are already after the first temple period, the covenant with the ancestors has not gone away. And yet the Talmud says it did. So how do we reconcile them? Exactly. How can we reconcile what the sages have said upon their revelation engaging with the Word of God and what it actually says in the Bible? So there's an old Jewish tradition which tries to explain this, which is also very meaningful for our understanding of our relationship with God. And this tradition says that while the merit of the fathers has been extinguished and used up, the covenant is eternal and never goes away. What's the difference between the merit of the forefathers and the covenant with the forefathers? I would suggest it means that the merit is like the bank account we just mentioned. It's a certain amount of money you put away. That can be used whenever it's necessary. That's gone. The bank account has been emptied. But a relationship isn't just a bank account. A relationship is a relationship of love. There's a technical part of that relationship. That's what we call the merit of the fathers, and that can be used up. But the love between God and those forefathers can never be extinguished. That transcends the specific bank account, so to speak, where that merit is stored. That covenant, the Hebrew word is brit, it goes on forever. And even though we can't withdraw from the bank account, we can call upon God to look at that covenant because we're not merely in a business relationship with God, which is the idea of the bank account. 
we also have a marital relationship with God or a parent-child relationship with Him. And that's not about how much money is left in the bank account. That's about an eternal, enduring love that never goes away between Israel and God. And as long as that love continues and God promises it will go on forever, in that case, we can always call upon maybe not the bank account, but God's love for us fundamentally. That does not go away. So let's make it very clear. Moses did use the merit of our forefathers' bank account argument, which saved the Jewish people. But how we invoke it today, it's not about the bank account of the merit of the fathers, but about the covenant relationship of God with his people. And David, before we conclude, I'll just say this is actually indicated in those verses itself. In the verse in chapter 32, where Moses invokes Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, he says, remember Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The verse in Leviticus says, remember the covenant of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And that covenant is the love relationship which never goes away. I'm Scott Kahn. I'm David Nekrutman, and blessings from Jerusalem. Jerusalem.